0: Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. You look wonderful this morning. I um, want to encourage everybody about World Mandate is at a student missions conference that we host together as a movement down in Waco. It's uh, in multiple satellites around the country and around the world, and uh, there's an extra reason for wanting to come this, uh, for sure, on Friday night. Uh, there's Somebody's going to be speaking about Jesus during worship to kind of get things fired up and going, so uh, I don't know who that's going to be exactly, but anyway, it's going to be fun. So uh, I want to thank... Ben Moss, who preached two weeks ago, brought it on Thanksgiving, and then I also want to thank, yeah, yeah, y'all are on the front rows, this is awesome, Graydon Jones for uh, preaching last week, kicking off the Advent series. We're in a series right now on Advent, and uh, we're just jumping into this thing, Joy to the World, and we're focusing in on some key words, behold, and just some key passages, behold, and as Graydon set this thing up last week, it's like, really look, like behold this, like t- stop and pause and, and really see what's going on here. And so we are uh, celebrating Jesus coming into the world and His re- eventual return again. That's what Advent is all about. But also today, we are celebrating just our big give and the number that's come in uh, during this time for the Nathan Initiative. And it's this thing, this discipleship ger- uh, generosity journey that we've been on these last few weeks. And uh, so we'll be doing that as we go through the service here. But I want to give you a roadmap. So this is what we're doing first. First of all, we're going to do a little bit of just preaching, uh, very short, out of, out of Matthew. Behold the, the, my beloved son. Then, um, then we're going to have some testimonies from some key leaders in the church, elders, and some key staff guys. And then, uh, then we'll do some reveal stuff that will be fun. We'll do a video uh, and then we'll have our big offering will be at the end, our first big give. And we believe that today's going to be the largest single-day offering that we've ever had in the history of the church. And so we're excited about all of that. Last week, uh, Graydon brought it with a word on Behold Emmanuel, which means what? God with us, right? God with us. And so this week we're looking at Behold My Beloved Son. Next week it'll be Behold the Lamb of God, and then in that final week from Luke 2, Behold, Christ the Lord. If you think about each one of those, those specific names of God, um, they, they talk something about what God's doing. So in, in Emmanuel, it's the presence of God. God with us. God comes to be with us. His presence. This week, it's... The love of God. Behold, my beloved Son, I'm bringing you into my love. Next week, the Lamb of God. That's about the deliverance of God, setting us free from bondage and sin and death and, and all the things that held us captive. And, and, and then the final week will be the reign of God. Jesus Christ, the King and the Lord, the reign of God. So we're kind of moving through those in the next few weeks. So if you would, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 3. Verses 13 through 17, and I'm really running with this behold thing that Graydon started off with, which means I'm now in the uh, English Standard uh, Version Bible. This is, it's old for me, but it's big and thick, so uh, it's solid. Um, so this is the Word of God. Let's read this and, and just stand under it here. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan, to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You guys are learning. We're jumping in, we're mixing in some different traditions there, and that would be a higher church tradition, in case you're wondering, why do we do that? And so for hundreds and hundreds of years, that's what happens when you read the Word of God. You say, this is the Word of God, and the whole church says, thanks be to God. Isn't that great? So that's not what I'm preaching about. But... Um, So a couple things to point out from that passage. And the first one is this, that Jesus, so this baptism says to fulfill all righteousness. And there's lots of things being talked about there, lots of discussion and speculation about what all that means. But one thing I want to point out to us is that the baptism is about Jesus identifying with humanity. Like God the Son becomes flesh and enters into our humanity. And part of what he's doing, being baptized, is a baptism like into the reality of humanity, so that what he does fully as a man is on behalf of all of humanity. He dies to die our death. He's raised for, for us to have life. He ascends so that we can ascend with him. We can be literally, for our life is now hidden with Christ in God. So that's part of what's going on there in the baptism. The second piece then is that Jesus is the intersection between heaven and earth. Okay, it's a big deal. Graydon hit on this last week. I thought he did a great job of of talking about how in our culture right now, we live, the milieu, the environment we live in is very, it's influenced by Greek philosophy in the West. We were influenced by Greek philosophy, whereas there's this separation between God things and supernatural things in heaven and earth, like science and, and things that aren't supernatural and can only be verified with the senses and that kind of thing. And that's, that's reality, according to this worldview. And so Jesus is coming in, and he is showing us that he is the place between heaven and earth. He's, he, in his person, from heaven, as a man from earth, then is where heaven and earth meet together. So heaven's not like out beyond Pluto. Heaven is God's space. And Jesus brings God's space to our space on the earth. We're going to keep unpacking that over the course of the next several weeks, but that's just a, a huge thing. And so it's that when Jesus was baptized, immediately went up from the water, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending on him like a dove. So when Jesus says the Jews believed that the temple was the place where heaven and earth met, Jesus said, that's going to be destroyed, but I will raise it up again in three days. And what's he talking? He's talking about himself, in himself. And so where he is... That's where heaven and earth meet. And so he pours out his spirit, and where we are, heaven and earth meet. We don't always recognize that. We need to be woken up to that about a zillion times, right? Because we doze off and we forget. And drifting is not neutral. Drifting is always usually towards the flesh. If we're just drifting, if we're on autopilot. And so we have to wake up again and again and again to this reality. And then the last piece there, thing I want to point out, Behold, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. And so Jesus reveals then the love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So check it out. When heaven is opened up and there's, there's no separation between heaven and earth, what is revealed is the love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's what was going on from all eternity that is now... The veil's pulled back and we can see what's going on there. And that is exactly what Jesus wants to bring us into. We talk about this all the time, but here's a great time to say it again. This is what Jesus wants to bring us into. It's huge. When he prays there, right before he dies, Father, I want them to see my glory. The glory that is the love that you had for me before the creation of the world. Isn't that powerful? And so this baptism is just one great picture into that. Behold, my beloved Son. Really see this. Really see. Behold, the beloved Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the eternal Son of the eternal Father, and their shared love in the Holy Spirit, their communion and fellowship in the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're being brought into. I uh, read a book years ago. Yancey had given me, one of our uh, former elders, and uh, he'd given me this book by Ed Piork called The Central Event. And it was about the baptism, which is an interesting thing. I mean, you could debate, what's the central event? Is it the cross? Is it the resurrection? Is it the ascension? Is it the incarnation? And he was just saying, hey, one thing that's so central about the baptism is that it is a revelation of the love of God, that God from before the world said, this is so overflowing, I'm going to create. And then I'm going to bring you into it. And that's what God's done for us, and so for the last... 2,000 years, we've been celebrating with our, our brothers and sisters down through the centuries, down through the, the years, down through the decades. have been celebrating that we're in on this, that God has saved us. He's redeemed us, set us free from sin, bondage, death, the devil, all that stuff, and brought us into an experience of and a reality of life with God. And then we get to be partakers of the divine life that we get to share in the Son's love with the Father, the Father's love with the Son, in the fullness of the Holy Spirit together. Later on in Matthew, how important this is, you know, later on, Jesus goes up with a couple of disciples up to the Mount of, anybody remember, Matthew 17? Transfiguration. So they go up to the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. And there on the mountain, all of a sudden, light shines, the glory of God comes, Jesus is transfigured into bold white, and Moses and Elijah are standing there with him. And Peter's like, oh, whoa, we need to build something. This is incredible. What an experience of God. And then the voice of majesty comes down and says, this is my son. This is the one I love. In him, I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So then at the very end of Peter's life, in 2 Peter, Peter's like, he's in prison, he's being, uh, he, uh, Nero's the, the king, the, the Caesar of Rome at the time, and it, a great persecution's about to break out against the Christians. And so Peter is saying what's most important. At the end of his life, he's saying what's most important, and he's, he's going to warn them about false teachers that don't believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, and then he's going to... He's gonna also, but he's gonna what he's gonna start with is remember Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus Christ. And he appeared to us. His glory shone on the mountain. And we heard the voice of majesty on the mountain that said, This is my son, whom I love, and with him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Peter goes on and says, Remember the words of prophecy, remember the words of scripture and how important this is. But he says, look to Jesus look to Jesus. When you're, when you're going through stuff, when you're going through pressure and all kinds of things, look to Jesus. When things are really tough, look to Jesus. And so why am I saying all that? I'm saying because for all of these centuries, we've been celebrating as a people, even right now around the world, this Sunday morning, as the sun rises or as the earth turns, sun stays still. We went over this a couple of weeks ago when I made it sound like the earth, the sun was going like this. It's not... It's out. It's out there, and the Earth is spinning. <laughs> and but our brothers and sisters, Australia, Australia, Indonesia, uh, Malaysia, India, help me out. Middle East, Thailand. it's, uh, Thailand's back a little earlier. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, but so so the Earth's spinning, sun's rising, believers all over the world. Worshipping God, celebrating what God has done—that Jesus Christ came into the world. That's that—that's our brothers and sisters all around the world right now, and we get to celebrate that this morning. That's what we're doing in this Advent time. We're remembering Jesus, and even uh, even in this time of the the Nathan Initiative, where we're about to make a crazy, you know, wonderful big announcement about what God's done in our midst during this time. Um, I remember, there's so many little markers along the way, and I want to just hit a couple of these, because I was, I was sitting there in first service, and we were singing Waymaker, and I just suddenly had a, in my mind's eye, I saw us worshiping when we first started the church, and there was about a hundred people there when we first started. We'd been in homes, and we went public, and there was about a hundred people at, at the golf course here. was a little banquet meeting room, and oh, man. It was it was different. Let me just say, it was different. And I was sitting here worshiping in first service and in second, and I couldn't, I just was just blown away. Like we could not have imagined back then how awesome it would be right now. Just that worship would be like this. I mean, we're coming from an acapella background, and we, we're just glad to have a guitar up there, <laughs> you know. And, we're all learning how to praise God. We're going to do a series on worship, by the way. We're learning how to... Because you, gotta, you have to be learners in worship together. And we were, we were learning how to worship, you know, that sacrifice of praise. Uh, uh, you know, because you're just... It's so awkward, you're raising your hand, or I'm going to kneel and everybody's going to be looking at me. Oh, no, you know. And, anybody ever feel like this? And that's just part of learning to worship together. But I was sitting there and I thought... I was like, man, Lord, I could not even have imagined this. I just wanted to see the church be the church. And that's still my dream. And, uh, and, I, and I love this. And I, I was standing on the shoulders of people who had gone before me. And we all are. And there's going to be people coming after us 25 years from now. 20, we're at almost 27. 27 years from now. And where are they going to be? based on what we've done and how we've been faithful with what God's given us, what's that legacy going to be down the road. And uh, so what I want to do is just, I, I'm just excited. We've had so many, t- we've had great testimonies from college, from young adults, from families and all these different age groups, from youth and videos and things. And today I want to just take a moment and just with some of our key leaders, with our elders and a few key staff people, and just to answer the question, What are you excited about in this season? Just as we're moving through this Nathan initiative and we're looking forward to the future, what are you excited about? So if I get the elders and wives to come on up to the front here um, and just do some testimonies, maybe a little bit of preaching from Kim Diane here. Bring it. That's Diane without an E. You can ask her about it later. I'll stop. I, I can ahead. yield my
2: time to Kim. <laughs> you, uh. no, Kim said, No, I can't. Uh, <clears throat> you know, as we, Jack and I have been just thinking about this and praying about this for months and months, you know, we were just really thinking that, you know, one of the main purposes for planning this church 26, 27 years ago was because our hearts literally were just hungry and longing to to give ourselves to God so that we could be given for others. But we weren't calling it the Nathan Initiative back then. It was just, we just want more of Jesus. We want to experience him and we want to see all of our friends and people around us stepping into this same uh, experience. And so, you know, as young adults, we had no idea where this path would take us. But all we knew was that Jesus was worth trusting our lives to. It's good. And so, you know, for us as young adults, late 20s, <clears throat> new business owners, so much of our security and often even our peace was literally tied to our finances. And one of the things that we just learned through over the years was just through the giving was that anytime we were willing to surrender our security that we they were were the seasons where it seemed like we grew and knew more about God than like any other season and so part of our testimony has just been that we have learned so much about the nature and the character of God through our giving and so here we are again you know standing here and I know for Jackie and I it's literally going to take a miracle for us to be able to give what we wrote on our commitment card. But we stand here today just going, Lord, we trust you. And we believe that you are going to, that people are going to be served and saved and transformed because of the sacrifices of every one of us in this room. And so, Really, this whole season is just, we're extremely humble just to be standing here again, that we all together get to step in and literally experience right now one of the biggest miracles our church has ever experienced. Awesome.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, As Todd shared about just humble beginnings and just really um, just starting new and just like how to give and how to uh, give in faith. And for us, it's been a journey, but it's been good. It's been, God has been so faithful in every step that we've taken. And, um, you know, one thing, too, that we have always just kind of um, prayed for in our lives is Acts two, forty two, 42. And it's just that whole place of giving back to others. And, you know, as we both have always seen God do so much more than we could ever ask or imagine. And God is so faithful and, um, yeah, just so grateful for this season and just grateful for the joy that's going to be coming on all of us.
1: Amen. Yeah.
3: Um, for me personally, I have just felt so much joy in all of this. It's just welling up, and and um, and I and it just reminds me of how I feel when I'm fasting because I feel like it's cleansing in a way because it's um, going against the thinking, the world's thinking um, system, and embracing the, the kingdom of God and the values of Jesus. And, um, and so I'm excited about us together as a church moving forward together and experiencing more joy as we l- surrender and, and give. So.
4: Amen. Kristen. Um, you know, I, I want to be a man who orders my life around Jesus. And what this uh, Nathan initiative has done is is help to stir that up again in me. And one of the pictures that God reminded me of this morning was this picture of uh, the Youth Commitment Night, uh, and there's a picture of somebody putting a card in the box, in the Nathan Commitment box, if you remember those, and Joel's kind of in the background, and... And just the optical illusion of it looks like he's in the box our son joel over here and and i i just felt like god was saying to me that represents what this has been for us uh, for me personally and for us as a family Uh, and it's what it is for us as a church is us uh giving surrendering all of ourselves to what god has for us in this season and many of us in the room have been through seasons of surrender before, but this is a fresh place of surrender, and there are new things that God is going to do in this place of surrender uh, that builds on the the places of surrender in the past, and so we're just so uh, excited to see what God does in in me and in my family and in this church uh, during this season.
0: Well, I'm so excited about this because it reminds me of a, of a time that we had several years ago where the Lord was really speaking to me and Jamie about where our heart was going and what it was following. And as we prayed and thought about it and did a lot of talking, we came to the conclusion that we were to give a very large sum of money to us, even it would be to us today as well. And so we did that, and um, and I began to keep a record in this journal, and it's, called, it's entitled Accounts of Gifts Given and Received. And it's pages and pages of a, a several-year period of time where, as we gave money, it kept coming back to us in different ways. And it's just a beautiful, it, it's a testimony written by God of what happens when we step out in faith and sacrifice. And so There's a new page because we're doing the same thing again. It's like everybody up here said, we're re-upping again. And we're like thinking about where is our heart? What's our heart following? And as we're stepping out in sacrificial giving, I have another page in here called Accounts Given and Received for the Nathan Initiative. And I can't wait to read the testimony that God's going to write on these pages. And for everyone who's stepping out and doing the same thing, I can't wait to hear your testimonies because God will show you so much of his character, his faithfulness, his promises, his provision, his generosity, his friendship, his love as we step out and have our hearts follow him.
1: Amen. Y'all give it up now. Hmm? Okay, so now we want to have a few staff representatives. We obviously can't have everybody, but Micah, Aaron, and Brian Brush, come on up. Go ahead, Micah.
5: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Micah, Executive Pastor here. And uh, just as I was uh, thinking about today and the significance of it, the Lord reminded me of a story uh, of a moment uh, about three years ago when I was talking to my buddy Zach Woods. And uh, we were just talking about, and and he was saying, hey, uh, I don't even know how it came up, but it was just the question, hey, man, tell me your dreams. And and so uh, you know, I asked him, and and he asked me. And uh, that's a great question, by the way. Uh, just to, to ask the people around you that you, you love and you care about, hey, tell me your dreams, and to be a safe place for them to share that. Because all of us have, have dreams that God's putting inside of our hearts, right? We just need people to come around us and encourage us and believe uh, with us for those things. And the beautiful thing about the, the dreams that God puts in our heart is that we're never meant to do them alone. And literally the fulfillment of our dreams always involves people around us. And so when we walk out in the dreams that God has put on our hearts, everybody wins. Everybody wins. And uh, I was reminded of, of Psalm 126, one through three. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. So back to that story, he asked me, hey, Michael, what are your dreams? And I said, uh, you know, one of my dreams is that we'd see that building built out. And uh, by the grace of God, we are getting to see that. And so I just want to encourage you, Antioch, let's be a people that dream, who dream big. And the... Power, most powerful dreams are the ones that we can't do on our own, uh, but that we get to do together that are bigger than ourselves because then, then we know that God showed up, and he did something powerful and amazing and miraculous. Yeah. And so, Enoch, let's be a people that dream and continue to dream. Amen. Amen.
1: Right, Aaron.
3: Hey, y'all. Uh. I have to tell you that these steps seem really big when you're wearing high-heeled boots. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I am really excited. I was thinking back just over conversations that I've had and stories that I've heard over this time of, of processing and surrendering and deciding what to give of people really wrestling with the Lord about what they were to give. People who felt like they didn't have anything to give or people who felt like, how do I give when I'm in bondage to debt? How do I give with this? How do I give with these needs? And, and just really wrestling with the Lord and coming to a place of just resolve that to be surrendered to the Lord and to walk forward and trust with him. And I just, I think about how many of you guys, how many of us, our youth guys, our our kids have have wrestled with the Lord like that. And I just, I'm excited about the fruit that that's going to bear. Because I think when we look at each other and we know that we've wrestled with the Lord and come to the place of surrender. That like there's a deep place of unity that can come from that. And just deeper places of trusting the Lord. Deeper places of, of passion and, and and knowing God's heart and I'm excited about that fruit. And I am, um, I'm also, I'm so excited about the stories of, of generosity and needs being met that are going to spring up over these next few years. I've mean, already heard kind of like the, the ripples of the undercurrent because God has this amazing way of making generosity bubble up to more generosity yeah. And I'm so excited. Like, I really believe we're going to hear stories of people's hospital bills being paid off, and debt being paid, and people who haven't been able to own a home being able to walk into home ownership for the first time, and miraculous needs being met. Like I, We're going to hear those stories. And we're going to get to be participants in people's stories, and having been on both sides of that equation, the need side and the being able to give side, like i am I'm so excited about what god's going to do. It's going to be amazing.
6: Awesome, amen. All right, well, my name's Brian I'm the operations pastor here, and uh, my wife and I've been here for uh, coming up on twelve years. This has been our home, and it's been the only church home our daughter has ever known, which is pretty awesome. We're thankful for that. But I got a unique perspective, all right? So I get to work with the finances, I have an awesome bookkeeper, Cheryl, and uh, we got to sort through all the commitment cards and actually enter them into our, uh, our giving software. It's, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> Somebody came up after first service and said, I actually do get excited about that. <laughs> so... But here's why this is exciting is as we we're going through these, right, what we're realizing is like just worship breaks out because you're seeing people that are committing to numbers that, that they are, are stepping into a place of obedience with what God is doing. He's calling them to step out of the boat and they're stepping out of the boat. It's not about the numbers, not about like big numbers, small numbers. It's about obedience because this isn't really about money. It's about our hearts and our hearts follow our treasure. And so people are bringing their hearts in the line with what God is doing. And so that gets us excited. And I guarantee, because this isn't like prosperity gospel stuff, guys. This is like, God is just God. When we step into a place of generosity, and when we give faithfully, he gives us, he gives to us. And God always outgives, every time. All right? And so what I get excited is in two years, okay? Remember this day, write this down. In two years, when you guys give and step into this place of generosity, You're not going to recognize yourself because of what God's going to do in you and what God's going to do through you to touch the nations. And this can be awesome.
1: All right. Awesome. Amen. Y'all give it up for them. Okay. So, uh, you guys ready to hear some exciting numbers? (laughs) Most everybody ready to, to hear? So, uh, from the very beginning, our primary goal has been 100% engagement from everybody in the church. And so, uh, man, I'm just pumped to say that our, we have 80 first time givers that have never given before, committed to the church. Amen. Another, another huge number is the total number of givers that have done, uh, commitment cards is 488 people. Praise the Lord. And so, we're gonna have some uh, some of our young guys come on up, uh, help us out with the, the big reveal here. And before, while they're coming up, I just want to set the context here for us as a church, because the number that we're about to reveal is really takes on. You can go on, come on up. Uh, really takes on more shape because of where we've been. So, so two years ago our total giving, our total contributions two years ago was $1.1 million. Then, this last year, the total giving was $1.4 million. So that's, add that up, over the two years, it's, it's, this is really good, isn't it? It's, okay. If we had a third service, we could have figured out exactly how to do the, the kids. Um, there's much more dr- drama in first service, if you can believe that. But uh, so uh, so, but the context, you guys, is 2.5 million over the last two years. That's that's what you got to think about. Realize that 2.5. That's our total everything that's come in over the last two years. And so to see how you guys have given, it just this what you're about. To, it's a blow away. I, I'm blown away because there's no like zillionaires in our church. It's just normal people that are seeking God hearing him and processing, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then sacrificially giving. And so let's do the reveal, you guys. Go for it.
5: All right.
1: Woo. Amen. Way to go. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Amen. We give you praise, God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. You guys are awesome. Every single one of you. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. So, uh, just some, ha- let's, let's, let's just put some handles on this, you guys, for a second. Yes, got that four right there, too. <laughs> just makes it more fun. You put the kids in, it just makes it more fun. So, here's the thing. Some of you guys may remember our secondary goal for all that we're trying to do every, uh, every day, every sphere, every nation. That total goal was $7 million. That's what we're going for. And so, For us, seeing the 5.5, I just want to put some context on that. One of the things when the elders sat down, we started praying, it's like, we felt like the Lord was saying, I want to develop a culture, and that was the word, a culture of discipleship and generosity at Antioch. So we're at the starting line. We're at the starting line right now of this two-year journey for the Nathan Initiative. And I mean, that number, $5.5 million out of our little church was just We're like, yes, this is so exciting because it's like a big affirmation and going, it's going to happen. It's going to happen and we can start that project and all of that. And then over the course of the next two years, I totally think we're going to get there. I mean, and be totally done at the end of two years on a massive deal like that. That will be awesome, you guys. I mean, seriously, just like that just fires, fires me up. And I just want to, uh, for where we're at in this process... I just want to say thank you, because I know a bunch of you college guys have gotten involved maybe for the first times and young adults and stuff, and I just want to, youth, all around, I'm just, I'm shooting the t-shirt spray confetti cannon of thank yous. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, right there. Thank you. Thank you. shirt back in the back. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. I mean, like, Wow. It's a joy to get to do it, but it's a joy, like Micah was saying, to do it together. And just to see, because what's going to happen now is we're going to start that thing, Lord willing, in June. And there's just there's there's people that are still working through the process on their cards. I know that. Different situations and things. And people will still be getting in as we go. And then then as we start breaking ground, people are gonna go like, whoa, this is cool. And then when we move in there, Lord willing, next December, this time next year. That's going to create a whole new level of excitement. I really, I'm, I, think we're going to, I think we're going to get all the way there. By the time it's said and done, we're going to get there. And that's just awesome. So what we want to do is just in part of celebrating the Nathan Initiative, if you're visiting, Nathan just means given. Given to God, given for others. It's a big, big word the Lord gave me years ago. But we're going to watch a little recap video that just kind of summarizes what God's been doing in and through us in the Nathan Initiative. Check this out. All right. Amen. Fun stuff. What a journey. Worship team, come on up, you guys. So we're going to finish up with a, uh, we're going to do the big give, and 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 uh, we're really believing that today would be the biggest offering day that we've ever had as a church. We want to kick this thing off, and uh, you know, some of you guys know, guys know some of the stories from the past. You know that the uh, one day we were in financial straits when we first moved down here, and I went to lunch with a guy that had gone to the church previously. And met him and he said on the way to the lunch that the Lord told him, gave him a number of $43,000. Well, that was exactly the amount that we were in the hole. Like the exact amount. The Lord met the need. It was incredible. I got to be a part of that. And I got to be a part of the day when we did the big offering Uh, here eight. It was eight years ago in December before we bought this, the Lord had said, get ready to buy it. And we did a big offering day and it was $203,000. Somebody came through that door right over there and I remember it, they were running. So they were cutting around the corner at an angle, you know, like this. And, and it brought the number up. I unrolled it and said $203,000. And everybody's like, yeah. And we're going to, I don't know how we're going to, we won't be able to do it just right now in this moment. But we're going to figure out that number and praise God, you know, whatever it is, you know, we'll praise the Lord. But today's a number, I leaned over to Kim and I said, this is an important day in the life of our church. It really is. It's an important day. So I want to just encourage you guys. Let's, uh, let's just, with joy, share. The buckets are going to be passing. And if you do online giving, totally want to value that. That's, that's awesome. We're still old school, you know, with the check and all that. But uh, y'all stand up. We're going to read a, an offering declaration together. And I'll, I'll read it with you off the screen so that we're all on the same page here. But let's read this together, everybody together. Father, as we prepare to receive this morning's offering, we declare your Lordship over all the earth. We declare that your love reigns by your great affections for us in Christ. We dedicate and consecrate ourselves to be one with you. Shape us into the image of your self-giving love. Refresh us as your disciples, Jesus we dedicate ourselves to follow your example of generosity for each other, for Fort Worth, and for the nations of the earth. We accept your invitation to be a Nathan people, given to God and given for others, so that your light shines brighter and brighter wherever you've placed us and wherever you lead us. May this initial offering be a seed of faith that builds the kingdom of God in our midst and multiplies the grace of God for generations to come. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. May the Lord give us so much joy as we bring our offerings today and worship the Lord together. Amen.